Same ground, different sound. You're on Homo Ground on Bebox Radio. This is Scantron, and this is episode 102. You know I'm not sorry. You know I don't mind. I'd do it all over. If I could show you that I was on fire You're not gonna wonder I'm not gonna ask I wasn't the right kind of thunder To shake you and wake you And take you at last I wasn't the one That was the song Already Fine, the first single off of Ty Lin's debut solo album, One True Thing. If the voices on that song sound familiar, it's because they are. Ty Lin is a previous member of the folk pop group Girly Man, and the song also features guest vocals by Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls and of just Amy Ray. Thailand doubled her goal on Kickstarter to raise money to produce this new album back in September, and she will be celebrating her album release party tomorrow night, May 16th, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So if you're in the area, you should definitely go and check that out. You can find links to her website and more information at homoground.com slash episode 102. Tonight we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, Tonight I have a special guest in the studio, DK of DK and the Joy Machine. 
And she also brought along her instrument, the dulcimer, and will be playing some songs for us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Lynn. I'm really glad to be on the show. I love Homo Ground. Oh, thanks. And DK has also been a part of our uh, queer music panel that we do at Blue Stocking Books um, a few months ago. And she talked a lot about um, her instrument that she plays, the dulcimer, and what it's like to um, come back to playing music after a long hiatus. Uh, So tonight she'll talk about some of those things and we'll hear some songs from her dulcimer. She brought it into the studio, so she's going to give us a little serenade. (laughs) So yeah, tell us, how, how did you get involved in playing the dulcimer? You know, I don't remember where I first saw dulcimer, but, um, I was, you know, hanging out in folk music circles and I saw one somewhere and I was totally fascinated with it. Um, you know, it has a sound like I think no other instrument in Western music. Uh, because it's a drone instrument, there's something that's almost kind of like primal about it. You know, it's almost like digging up some kind of like finding some buried treasure or some root or something. I don't know. And uh, I was really fascinated by the sound. So um, this is when I was about 14, 15 years old. And I somewhere found out how to get dulcimer kits. And my first one was made out of cardboard with uh, fret wires made out of bent nails, which actually proved kind of painful. But uh, once I got a real wood instrument, I just really took off playing it. And I was playing guitar. And once I started playing dulcimer, I really just focused on the dulcimer. It's just so compelling for me. It's a really, I think it's a really cool instrument. Nice. You had mentioned that you won some awards playing the dulcimer. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Um, I'd been living in Ireland for about eight years and playing a lot there and learning Irish music and playing in Irish sessions. And then I moved back to the States and I was living in the Midwest. And started playing out a little bit and people were like, you know, you should really go and play at these dulcimer competitions. And I'd never even heard them before, but, um, so yeah, so I went and played, um, and won, uh, the Mideast Mountain Dulcimer Championship. And, uh, then I went to the Great Trails Festival, won first place there. And that was kind of fun. Uh, and then, I don't know, it's like two is enough for me, you know, it's a particular scene doing dulcimer competitions, but it was fun doing those. And, uh, I also went out to Kansas one year for the national one. That was really kind of trippy from a you know <laughs> queer point of view. I was with a woman I was dating, and she almost got beaten up. It was a pretty oh, no. straight environment. Yeah, so I think that's kind of actually now that I think about it, that's what put me off going to more of those competitions. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of intense. And I mean, I have a whole take on that too because um, all the judges were men, and mm. they didn't like the other contests. You, uh, they, you, you had a number, so they didn't know who you were. So I don't know. Just that raised a lot of questions for me about playing the competitions after that. But yeah, I did do a couple of them. And the two that I did, I won first place. Well, that's great. Um, but yeah, definitely not encouraging about the environment that you were in. Um, did, did you feel kind of unwelcomed in, in any of those competitions or just yes. in that scene of the dulcimer? And- totally. And I think that that's one reason... Um, I think I've mentioned this before, it's one reason I, I appreciate so much what you're doing with Homoground. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm kind of like, oh, I got my cane here, but you know, I'm old <laughs> enough to remember what things, you know, used to be like. And, you know, people ask me like, why did I give up playing music? I'm sad to say this, and that was definitely an element mm-hmm. of it. Like, I just felt, I didn't feel like I fit in traditional music circles. It's not as bad as country music, and it's changed a lot now, but, you know, it's traditional music. I think if I was, as a teenager, playing punk, you know, it's like, it's just a different culture. And I would have maybe felt like, okay, I would have felt more comfortable being queer and not conforming to normal gender expectations, stereotypes, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, definitely played a role. And so what advice would you give to someone who is interested in learning the dulcimer or <laughs> getting into that scene? Um, the first thing I'd say is, I think it's worth investing um, in, you know, like, I mean, you can get kits and everything, but if you can get a instrument made by a company that specializes in making dulcimers, um, because it's a folk instrument, like you can find like a flea markets and stuff like dulcimers floating around and someone, I think often like they made them like in a wood shop as like a project, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a music store in New York. I'm not going to say which one doesn't really matter, but, and they had like four different dulcimers in the last time I was there and they're all like secondhand dulcimers and I was trying them all and not one of them I would consider playable as an instrument. Like clearly someone was making them as a pet project. Um, the dulcimer that I have here today, I have a few of them, but the one I have here today is McFadden. I really recommend McFadden. Um, they just make dulcimers all they specialize in. So I think it's, 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 you know, it's worth getting a quote real instrument. Okay. Um, and then um, 
I would say just play it. You know, I, I didn't have any instruction. I just started playing and I loved it. And if you love something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't think it's not like, like it's not like there's like a, a dulcimer school in New York. Like there was like a guitar school. Yeah. You know, so. Well, maybe you could be the one to start <laughs> Maybe. Well, as I've mentioned to you before, too, I'm on a crusade to um, inspire other people to play dulcimer. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I think it's a, like I said, I think it's a really interesting instrument. And I'm into like diversity. Like I'm sad, as I said earlier, like so many languages are disappearing and I was in Europe last December doing a couple of gigs. It was really fun. One was a benefit for the Lesbian um, History Archives in oh, Paris, cool. and then I played at a queer bar. Um, and uh, but anyway, while I was there, I went to this music museum when I was in Brussels visiting a friend. And it, it's kind of was interesting. It was a little sad because like all these instruments are locked up. I'm saying locked up. You know, like they're in behind these glass cases. Mm-hmm. And as a musician, like they had this whole section of early instruments that led to the contemporary dulcimer. And part of me just wanted to like go and open like open up the cases and take them out and play them but there were so many instruments there that have died out that people don't play anymore and I just think life's more interesting with diversity and like the guitar is great but so many people play guitar and so I was like hey why not try something different you know cool yeah um let's talk about some of your influences um who are your major influences in terms of music and songwriting and well um when I was younger I was definitely into folk music I mean um and when I was a teenager, disco was popular. I just couldn't stand disco at all. And um, so to me, like, I saw folk music as an alternative to that. It seemed real in a way that, like, disco wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a lot of folk music, a lot of world music. For years, I was really into Afropop. And I don't think it consciously, like, you know, but people often hear me play dulcimer, and I play it in a high, highly rhythmic way. And I've always done that, but I wonder if kind of unconsciously so listening to all that Afropop music has, mm-hmm. like, influenced my rhythm in playing dulcimer. Um, but as you know, I'm also a huge Amy Ray fan. I've always been a, a fan of the Indigo Girls, and I really like Amy Ray's solo work. Uh, I love PJ Harvey, uh, Lucinda Williams, um, Billy Bragg. So I think, you know, uh, especially recently, I've been doing more that I would definitely put on the spectrum of like, you know, acoustic punk music. Okay. And that's kind of bringing in people that I really like. Yeah. Musically. And you um, merge those things in your. Uh, dulcimer playing in a lot of the songs that you write too um i know you have some songs that you want to play for us tonight um can you tell us a bit about uh one of the songs sure well um i think i'll say something about the first one i'm going to play okay which is uh definitely musically more on the folk side um anyone who's heard the ep that came out in january that i produced last year it's more of my folk stuff like your folk rock kind of side of things but anyway this is a song i just wrote recently and um it's a poem by William Butler Yeats that I've always loved and uh, put it to music. And uh, for me, I love this poem because it really describes, you know, I could have like a feminist analysis of it. I mean, I, I hate to say this because it kind of ruins the poem for me when I think of it this way, <laughs> but he's kind of objectifying the woman in a way. Um, God, that's a bummer. But anyway, um, but for me, what the poem speaks to is when you're really in love with someone. And even you see them at a distance doing something mundane. It's like even how they move, mm-hmm. there's something that's that's beautiful and inspiring for you about that. So I mean, that's what the poem is about. And nice. The song. So um, just for people who know who are into dulcimer at all, uh, this song I'm playing the dulcimer in a traditional way as a lap instrument. And then other stuff I'm going to do tonight, um, I'm going to play the dulcimer what's called Nova Scotian style. And I'm going to be holding it like a guitar. Okay. This is called uh, Shy One. Shawan, Shawan, Shawan of my heart she moves in the firelight, pensively apart. She carries in the dishes and lays them in her row. To an isle in the water, with her would I go. She carries in the candle and lights the curtain room. 
Sigh in the doorway, sigh in the gloom Sigh like a rabbit, full and shy To an owl, with her would I fly Poem by Yates, by the way, I call it Shy One, but it's called uh, To an Isle in the Water. Okay. If you want to look up that Yates poem. Actually, mm-hmm. what I love is this kind of weird um, anachronism because here is this like straight white guy living in Victorian Ireland who wrote this poem that like really speaks to me. And now I put it to music, and for me, it takes on a whole of context with a lesbian singing it. Mm. So uh, yeah. that's another like, little mission I'm on is to kind of queerify folk music and mess with like I'm I, I'm not going to do any tonight but I've been working on some traditional fiddle tunes that I change the words and kind of you know mess with them that's really awesome I like that <laughs> cool the best form of revenge is yeah like. definitely <laughs> <laughs> um so you had mentioned earlier um well you go by DK and the joy machine um can you tell us a little bit how you came up with that name and what is the joy machine is that referencing the dulcimer <laughs> yeah it's definitely <laughs> referencing the dulcimer um I, for me the dulcimer just gives me so much happiness and joy and you know when i got back into playing last year last january um i was going through a really hard time i was feeling really down there was like some challenges in my family and uh i just broken up with someone i really had high hopes about that relationship and my cat died and so it was a really tough time and I hadn't been playing really for years and I started playing and I was like wow like I'd forgotten how happy I feel when I'm playing music and it really saved my butt last year and um so yeah so for me it is a joy machine you know I think about you know like this machine kills fascists Mm. you know um and uh, which I think was uh, was it Pete Seeger who had that written on his guitar? No, not Pete Seeger. Um, I'm forgetting famous folk singer. But anyway, for me, like you know, this is a joy machine, and I hope my hope is when other people hear it, it also like kind of transports them. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, music has saved them through certain times. So you know, it's great that music can have that effect on people and can really like you know, inspire and give people hope. So I, I think that, you know, that is definitely a positive message to put out there. And, I think know. it makes me a better person. <laughs> it's like kind of like weird, like music's my religion or something, but it, it does. It does make me a better person. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've experienced that too. Like sometimes I'm like, man, why do I feel like I'm in such a bad mood? It's like, oh, I haven't put the radio on or anything exactly. like that. And then I put it on and then everything's like, oh, Exactly. You know, if I'm in a bad mood <laughs> and I just start playing, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that's what I needed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you have some upcoming shows coming up um, in New York. You have three. One on May 4th. Well, actually, we'll already yeah. have aired <laughs> this. So you have some upcoming shows um, in New York. On May 18th, you'll be playing at the Parkside Lounge. Friday, June 14th at Left Field in the Lower East Side. Um, can you tell us a bit about those shows, um, who you're playing with, and if you know they're for any particular 
um, cause or anything like that. Sure. Well, the Parkside Lounge um, gig is part of a whole showcase, um, and I'm be playing with several bands that night. Um, and if you go to my uh, Facebook page, or Reverb Nation, um, my Facebook page is DKN, in capital letters, A-N-D, The Joy Machine. Um, and that links my Reverb site. Um, so there's a whole list of artists playing that night. I'm actually forgetting all the bands that night, but it's, it looks like it's going to be a really great show. Um, and then I'm really excited about Left Field. Um, that's part of the Meany New York Festival. And there's going to be uh, two other female singer-songwriters playing that night. Uh, the opening set's going to be with Paulina Perlitz, who's, uh, I think, a really amazing singer-songwriter on banjo. And then I'll be playing, and then after me will be Kelly Scar uh, doing work on guitar. So uh, I think it's going to be a great night, you know, showcasing female artists. Great. And how... How have you felt, um, you know, getting back into music after, you know, taking a break? How's it been, like, going out and playing shows again? Is that Has that been, like, intimidating, or has it just been, like, really refreshing? Well, actually, one reason I gave up playing when I was younger is, um, you know, I was living in Ireland. I was playing at sessions, and I ran what they call a listener's club, which in the States we call a folk music club, and I would perform there with a friend sometimes, and... And then also there's this Americana group there. I don't know if they're still around, but at the time they were called Hank Halfhead and the Rambling Turkeys. And they're asking me to play. But that's a long segue to say <laughs> I used to get so terrified being on stage. I found it so stressful. It took the joy out of it for me. Um, and that's one reason I gave it up because I kind of thought like, well, you know, it's great playing. But, if, you know, if I don't play, like, I don't know. I mean, now I, I actually have a different attitude. Like, so what if you just want to play at home? If you're enjoying it, why not? But... Um, but that was one thing that kind of influenced me about, you know, putting my focus elsewhere. But long story short, um, I don't know why, like maybe it's all the years of therapy I invested in, but uh, like last year I started playing out again and it just wasn't, you know, just maybe being older or something. It just wasn't uh, as stressful for me as it was when I was younger. And when I first started, I, um, you know, I'd bring my like kava kava and <laughs> drops and, um you know, rescue remedy or have a beer or drink or something. And okay, it's still nice to have a beer, but you know, I, uh, I don't feel like I don't even need that anymore. I just go in and I play and I'm just really, I am really connected to the joy of it. So, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, I, I've mentioned to you, uh, how many times have I mentioned what a fan I am of Amy Ray, but <laughs> she's had a huge influence on me at several key turning points in my life. Um, I mean, the Indigo Girls have always been like a soundtrack to my life on some level, but, um, Last year, I was playing, um, you know, at, at home in my living room, and my housemate at the time, who's uh, in music, he's from Dubai, but he makes music videos in the Mideast, and he was here doing a program in the States. But anyway, um, remember I said I can really tell stories, I could probably focus more, but um, anyway, he was encouraging me to play out, and I was like, you know, I don't know. But then I, I went to hear Amy Ray, she was playing at Housing Works, she was her CD release party, and her, her gig. And uh, I, you know, I'd never seen her play solo, you know, I just, you know, found out last recently that she does solo work. And I was like, how did I miss this? But I was so inspired by her show. That was the turning point me deciding, you know, something, you know, okay, I'm not, obviously, I'm not Amy Ray, but you know, it's like, hey, she's doing this somehow he's hearing her play. And it was so great. That's what really inspired me to go out and start playing again. Awesome. Yeah. She, she also had a key influence on me early in my life when I became a union organizer. But I've actually read online, I'm not the only one who, but I was listening to, um, I was, actually, I remember the moment, I was in the car with my partner at the time, and I was deciding what to do, and, um, like, it was at a turning point in my life, work-wise, and um, I was listening to Go, and, you know, that Indigo Girl song that she wrote, mm -hmm. and, like, you know, one of the lines is about, like, something like, rock is cool, but, like, activism is cooler, mm -hmm. and I was listening to that song, like, that, like, synced it for me, I was like, I remember that moment, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do activist work and I, I got a full-time job working as a I was already organized organizing grad students but at that point I got a full-time job um, at the National Writers Union organizing with UAW. Wow. So um, Amy Ray's had several times big influence on That's life. great. It's yeah. good to, you know, see someone who's like has that message of the things that you're interested in and like really instills that inspiration in you. So yeah, and I I'm think sure music can do that. I'm so. sure you're doing that for lots of other people out there. Oh. I'm sure there's someone out there listening to Homo Ground who has been dying to like really get into playing dulcimer or folk music, and you know just doesn't really know where to go or you know hasn't seen 
a queer person playing that instrument. So, mm. you know, I think that's really awesome. Well, thanks, Lynn. I <laughs> would that would give me so much satisfaction to think that I could even inspire one person. Yeah. So you never know, right? Yeah. Um, so, what's the next song you yeah. have for us? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to mix it up completely and do um, one that's definitely more on the punk side of things. Okay, cool. And uh, this is a song I uh, recently wrote. It's called Androgynous Girl. And for me, this song is really about uh, defining yourself who you are and not letting anyone else define that for you. Nice. So. gender babe rather than you dictate I'm just an androgynous girl in a highly gendered world I'm just an androgynous girl I got nothing to hide plenty of feminine pride but I got my boy side too so why make me fun to kind of uh, do punk music on Dulcimer. Yeah. It's probably the only place people, on Homoground, everyone making note of this, the only place you're going to hear punk music on Dulcimer. Is that, is there anyone else doing this type of music? On Dulcimer? That you know of? Yeah. Or no. you're the only person? I think I, the only one I know of, there is a guy in Arkansas that's um, in a, like, a, it's not quite rock, but, you know, he's playing with a bass player and a drummer, but it's not punk. And I haven't heard him sing anything. It's just all instrumental. It's really cool what he's doing, but... Nice. Yeah. Well, you're creating a new genre. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Just don't have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> good brainstorm. <laughs> Are you looking for other people to play with, or...? Yeah, well, um, I've been playing with different people on and off. Uh, there's a, uh, a cello player I really like who's also queer, and um, we have fun playing together. Um, and I'm playing with a drummer off and on, and also uh, Paulina Perlitz, who's going to be doing the opening set um, coming up at Left Field. We play together sometimes. Um, you know, at some point, I might actually like want to get like a punk rock band together and like just be playing dulcimer in it. You know, so at the moment, I'm doing a combination of stuff, but uh, you never know; it could happen. So, if anyone out there who's a bass player and a drummer who's interested in playing punk music in New York City with a dulcimer player, just especially women, it'd be really cool to have an all women and all women queer punk rock group including Dulcimer. Nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. 
I think I'll do next um, another one I wrote that, uh, and there's a kind of an interesting story to this one. Um, it's it's she's it's called she thinks I'm cute or you know she's cute, and I sometimes feel a little self conscious when I play it because I'm always thinking like people are gonna think I'm maybe being like um, I don't know like uh, oh you know people think I'm cute but for me it's like the the outro of it is like stay cool. What it's really about is like having the confidence like when you meet somebody you know and like trusting that they might think you're cute you know because what led to this song being written is I was on the subway one day. And this woman sat down next to me. We had gotten this really great conversation, and I thought she was really cool. And um, and then, like, I realized it was my stop, and I jumped up, you know, kind of like you know, well-trained New Yorker. You know, the door is <laughs> open. You rush down. I was like trying to find my car. She's like, "Oh yeah, give me your number." And the door was closing, and I didn't even think. I just hopped off the train. I was like, "Oh, what did I do?" You know, like I could have just. I was running late to where I was going, but I could have gone to the next stop and. Like, who knows what would have happened? Maybe we're just going to be friends, but it was like this missed opportunity. Mm. So that's what inspired this song. Okay. So. She thinks I'm cute. I can tell by how she's looking at me. Checking out all of the young bears walking down the street. Maybe I'm just like an old man. Well, at least I know I'm still lesbian, yeah. She thinks I'm cute. I can tell by how she's looking at me. Batista's sitting at the bar looking so cool. Hey, bad flaunted. If you got it, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. She thinks I'm cute. I can tell by how she's looking at me. Next to me on the A train, hey babe, are you going my way? Oh fuck, there's my stop, just enough time to break my heart, yeah it's true. She thinks I'm cute, I can tell by how she's looking at me. Find her on Craigslist misconnections. I would try to, and um, yeah, she has kind of an unusual name too. So I thought, but in New York City, there are like dozens of people with this name. Oh yeah, yeah. Her name is Savannah. Okay, yeah. Hmm. So. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but you got a song out of it now. Exactly. So, that's yeah. what I often say. Maybe one day she'll she'll come to one of your shows. Yeah. And... Well, be, like I said, it'd be fun <laughs> to get to know her more. I don't even know. Yeah, I know what would come of it, but it was a cool connection. Nice. So this is one that's really new. Okay. And I even brought the words with me. That's how you know. Actually, this is like a home of ground exclusive because oh, nice. no one else, um, only one of the persons heard this song so far. Okay. So it's really. What's really the name new. of it? It's called Jasmine Girl. And um, it's uh, about a cat. <laughs> and there's a cat in my neighborhood that I really like. I just saw it from a distance. And it's kind of like falling in love with a person, you know, just like 
just her characteristics, like the way she'd move and stuff. I just really liked her. And my neighbor, who's a real cat person, she's feral, and he was like, you know, just give up on that cat. She's never gonna. <laughs> she's never gonna like humans. But I kept talking to her and saying things to her, and, and finally, like, she started coming in my house, and now she actually sleeps in my bed, and so. But she still doesn't like being touched, and she's kind of, you know, a little afraid of humans and stuff. Mm. So, um, so I wrote the song for her. Nice. But it can <laughs> also be about people too. So yeah. sometimes I do, and people aren't sure if it's about a girl or a cat. <laughs> so it's just kind of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been. I've been watching, I've been waiting for you a while The way you cross the room, the way you move and smile I know it's not always easy to let love in Especially when you've been alone and scared Not always easy to let yourself in love when before Yeah, it's been so bad, Jasmine girl I just want to, I just need to deal with you now I just want to, I just need to feel you near me now. Oh, Jessica, girl, oh, Jessica, girl, you don't you let me down. Out there in that big city, it's easy to think you're all alone. All those tall dark buildings and their shadows But don't be no alley cat Yeah, Jasmine coming, coming from the cold I'm not lying, I'm not lying The other ones Not gonna lock you in or lock you out
also um, all the other songs that you played, are they available on your album, Love Yourself Harder? Um, actually, thanks for asking about my EP. Um, and actually, all the ones I've done today are new. Okay. So um, on the EP is the more kind of folky stuff. There is one that I do on the electric dulcimer. Actually, but a lot of stuff I've done today, I often play on the electric dulcimer. I just have the acoustic one here. So um, I, mean, I could do one from the EP, but I was doing all the stuff that is new in queer core that I've written. Well, uh, so your new stuff, are you working on a new album? Um, can we expect that out sometime <laughs> soon? I'm hoping um, sometime in the fall. Okay. I was hoping to do it sooner, but like, you know, money money issues and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I could create like one of those fundraising things. But uh, yeah, I'd like to in the fall. Cool. So these are all new songs by DK and the Joy Machine. Homo Ground gets to hear them first. Yeah, exclusive. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely check out DK at upcoming shows we'll have those on the website and you can also visit dk online and what is your website and yeah well if you um go to my facebook page which is dk and 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 caps the joy machine uh that'll take you to my reverb nation site where you can stream music uh you can sign up on my mailing list um you can also like my facebook page that's sweet yeah definitely awesome so head over there and get updates on when dk is playing and you know whenever that new album comes out um, so you have another song for us? Sure. And I was <laughs> going to say to anyone who's listening outside New York City, um, I'm really into uh, getting to play out more this year outside New York. So, um, yeah, if you have some event or, yeah, just let me know. Yeah. Any particular areas you're looking? I know you mentioned that you go to North Carolina very often. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of listeners in North Carolina. Cool. So. There's that Lynn connection. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hoping to be down in North Carolina again next year. And um, I did play, um, I did one gig when I was there this year, but I'm hoping next year to do more. So uh, this is an Amy Mae song uh, called Cold Shoulder. And this is also another, all these firsts on Humble Ground. Um, I don't think there's anyone else playing Amy Ray on Dulcimer. I don't think there's anyone playing, you know, I don't think there's playing punk on Dulcimer. It's <laughs> playing Amy Ray on Dulcimer. But um, as you know, Lynn, I'm a huge Amy Ray fan. I already mentioned how she's had a big influence on my life, but uh, I really have a lot of respect for her as a music musician, as an activist um, as well. And I think the song is really fun. And what one thing I like about Amy Ray's work is, um, you know, she's one of the few artists out there that's doing queer, you know, queer core music mm-hmm. and really fun and yeah. political queer core music and she's been doing a lot of collaborations with other bands and mm-hmm. you know really um you know bands that are just starting out too and getting their foot in the door so i think that's really awesome how she you know wants to support musicians that aren't necessarily as connected as she is so yeah and um i really like the bands on her label uh, this one group america i really really like what they're doing i gotta check out i got some of their older cds off um from um her you know her music site well it's her uh, label mm-hmm. uh, Damien Records so I don't know I gotta check out what some of those bands are doing now but I got all of them and they're great so of course she's got great taste you know? <laughs> so she only has people on her label definitely really, yeah. really good music so um, I, I could say a lot about her but I just uh, I'll say one other thing which is one particular thing I really respect about her is her activism and how she's combined her activism and her music, mm-hmm. not only how she uses the stage. Like, I, I heard um, her with Indigo Girls in Arizona, and she spoke about the whole immigrant rights issue in Arizona, and she mentioned that she'd been in court that day. And then, um, you know, then she had an activist come up on stage, I think is really cool, rather than just talking about the issue, having the activist speak. And I also really appreciate how she combines that in her, in her music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, she wrote this song about... Um, the shootings at Columbine High School, and it's a great song. It's really a fun rock song. I mean, how can you make a topic like that fun? But she, you know, it sounds funny to say fun, but it's a very entertaining song. But she ties in so much in that one song. Like, she also mentions, like, in effect, U.S. militarism. And it's like, you know, it's such a great skill, I think, to kind of have that kind of political analysis in a song, and she pulls it Mm -hmm. off, so... Great artist, yeah. But anyway, so uh, anyone listening, you haven't if you haven't checked out her solo work, I really encourage you to do so. It's really different than what she does with Indigo Girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like both, but um, definitely, definitely on the punk side. Her mo- most recent um, CD, uh, Lung of Love, it's a little more on the poppy side than punk, but it's really great, great CD, really great songs on there. Yeah. So, okay, so that's my Amy Ray. Yeah, that's I'm great. A little we're, we're big fans of Amy Ray. We've um, interviewed her and played her cool. music on Homo Ground too. So yeah, everyone who's listening can probably 
definitely feels the same way about Amy Ray as you do. <laughs> and I'm probably speaking to the choir on her around, but, but sometimes people, I mean, I meet younger people now who uh, surprise me, including queer people who haven't heard of the of Indigo Girls. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. which is like, really, like, to me, like, they're just, I mean, that's another topic, too, about how Indigo Girls, what role they played politically, and just to have a woman band that was so successful at that time period, and then mm-hmm. make, like, the first artist really to come out. So just, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So <laughs> this is, uh, having said all that about Amy Ray, so this is called Shoulder. See that girl over there, she's gonna give me the cold shoulder. She may be straight tonight, last night she let me hold her. Took a little bit of faith and a lot of patience I don't have long and no reservations Oh yeah, alright I hope and the kids are coming over tonight They're gonna drive into Georgia and rock us right See the ring on the tree shows a long line of passion From the car and fields the emancipation Oh yeah, alright Baby are you gonna, baby are you gonna, baby are you gonna treat me right I hear the deviants and the twenty nations Take the name that their mama gave them They're so fucked with they got no fandalous They tell me one cool thing I don't have to choose Oh yeah, alright Baby are you gonna, baby are you gonna, baby are you gonna treat me right The box rolled up and ready to explode So this is the last song that I wrote before I gave up music, and um, it's an interesting backstory to this song too. Um, And I wrote it when I first moved back to the United States after living in Ireland for eight years, and I was like really, really depressed. That was like another time, like I talked about last year, I just last song went through a really hard time. Um, And the very first Chinese restaurant I went into, I got this fortune cookie, and I'm not joking, I opened up the cookie and the message said in it, leaving your friends is a kind of death. Hmm. And I was like, wow, someone's having a really bad day at the fortune cookie factory <laughs> when they came up with that one. Yeah. But I was like, wow, that's really profound because that's how I felt. Like I'd left all my friends behind in Ireland mm-hmm. and um, I was like really lonely and depressed. So uh, that became one of the lines in this song. Okay, nice. And um, I started with a poem or part of a poem that I wrote um, at that time too, after coming back to the States, which is kind of like, kind of a weird experience with it being gone that long. It's almost like reverse immigration, you know, <laughs> when I'm from here. Back here in the land, neon and naive. I'm just a train car passing through. Too much change geography in a single night. These American voices screech on my steel over planted lives press past me field after field I need someone remind me honky this is home
news you yesterday The full extent of my loneliness These raw walls have become a cave And the silence a chain, yeah Definitely. Thanks for coming in and playing for us. Sure. You know, by the way, I forgot to mention, um, maybe I did, but the first song I did, I was playing the dulcimer in the traditional way as a lap instrument. And all the other tunes I've been playing, I've been playing it what's uh, known as Nova Scotian style, which is where it was popularized, where I'm holding the dulcimer like a guitar. Okay. And I'm playing, um, in effect, power chords mm. on the dulcimer. Nice. Yeah. I, I did notice how the transition between you playing it on your lap and then playing it like guitar style or Nova Scotian style, right? <laughs> so I'm learning. <laughs> well, I guess the only kind of trivia for people who aren't maybe familiar with dulcimers is that the dulcimer, my understanding, it's one of only two instruments that are indigenous to the United States. Okay. And the other one is the banjo. Hmm. Um, and if anyone, uh, I'm going to give a shout out. There's this really great CD and film that Bella Fleck made called Lay Down Your Heart where he takes the banjo back to Africa because the banjo originated as a gourd instrument in Africa and then it developed in its current form um, in the United States. Um, but he takes back the contemporary banjo to Africa. But I'm mentioning all this in the context of the dulcimer and the dulcimer does have some precedence in Europe. Um, it was actually originally a three-stringed instrument mm. and uh, it was my understanding is it was like to actually teach mathematical principles. Oh, wow. But um, the story I heard is that in Appalachia, they didn't have the money or resources to make fiddles, but they knew remotely about this instrument uh, that is, you know, was, well, it wasn't the dulcimer, it became the dulcimer, um, and they started building them. And so the current form of this instrument is an American instrument. I mean, you, you can find some early instruments look similar to it. I saw a bunch of them in this museum, but this current version, like the banjo in its current version, is a, an American instrument. So it's kind of interesting history. That is cool. I had no idea. Nice. Well... Thanks again for coming in and taking time to, you know, talk to us and play your beautiful songs. Oh, thanks so much, <laughs> Lynn. Well, uh, again, thank you. I really i am so glad that Home of Ground exists. And uh, 
your partner will say, I wish it was around 20 years ago, but <laughs> fuck that. It's great that it's here now. Yeah. And it's great what you're doing. So thank you for having me Definitely, on the show. Definitely, yeah. And if you are in the New York area, you can check out DK and the Joy Machine on Saturday, May 18th at Parkside Lounge for a night-long showcase. And you can also put this on your calendar. Check out DK Friday, June 14th at left field in the lower east side as part of the mini new york fest and i just wanted to make one little um little edit uh dk wanted me to make this correction she had said during the interview that um her one of the bands that she loves from amy ray's record label damien records was called america but uh she wanted me to clarify that that's actually the name of the album and the group that she was referring to is called the oblivion fronted by lead singer holly beth vincent from holly beth vincent and the italians so yeah um head over to homoground.com episode 102 you can find links to dk and the joy machine her website facebook page and um, you can from there you can find information about her upcoming shows and you can also find information about Thailand who you heard earlier and of course head over to homoground.com and be sure to you know click on all of our social networking links in the top right corner we're on Facebook you can go there directly by typing in facebook.com slash music podcast we're on twitter you can tweet at us our handle is at homoground we're also on instagram tumblr youtube all of those things we love it when you follow and like us it just tickles our little egos so yeah and also itunes homoground.com slash itunes i finally got the artwork updated on that it took like two years to update but it's finally updated and it's there and you can see my stupid little face hiding behind sunglasses whatever anyway head over to homoground.com slash itunes give us a rating um a review if you want that would be awesome that'll help us with our um itunes listing and you know that means more people will discover homoground and if you're a band that means more people will hear your music when you submit it to homoground Speaking of, if you are a band and you want your music on Homoground and you don't know how to do that, just go to uh, homoground.com slash submit your band or there's a link on the front page that says like band submit your music. So just go there, click it, submit, upload your songs and yeah. Also definitely be sure to head over to bboxradio.com because if it wasn't for Bbox Radio, we wouldn't be able to do this interview. Well, I mean, we would be able to do the interview, but it probably wouldn't be as cool. And not only that, but there are a bunch of different shows, awesome shows that are on Bbox Radio. So go check it out. Listen to it whenever you're at work and you need something to listen to. Just go there, click play and listen to the live stream. And I'm sure something that you'll like will come on. And yeah, be sure to follow them on Facebook, too. You can find links to all those things on their website, bboxradio.com. I'll leave you with a song by Radio for the Daydreamers called Drawing Teeth on the Moon. See you next week. <laughs>